Welcome to the Shenandoah Valley Life Podcast, where we introduce you to Shenandoah Valley residents who are living, working, and thriving in Virginia's iconic valley. Ready to make the Shenandoah Valley your home? Visit ShenandoahValleyLiving.com to start your Shenandoah Valley life. Welcome to the Shenandoah Valley Life Podcast. I'm Jay Langston. I'm the Executive Director of the Shenandoah Valley Partnership. We are the regional economic development and marketing organization on behalf of the Shenandoah Valley region. Uh, Today, I have the fortune of interviewing Josh Grimm, who is a firefighter by profession, but is running a very successful media company, and I think you will really enjoy what he has to say about the region and why he's living here and what he's doing with his company. Josh, welcome to the Shenandoah Valley Life Podcast. I'm glad to have you on this morning. Great. Thank you for having me. Uh, Tell us about yourself, Josh. Give us some background. How did you get here? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in a very small town in West Virginia in the northern panhandle, and one of the things I remember first about Virginia was actually traveling through the Shenandoah Valley. And my wife grew up in Pocahontas County, just kind of right over the mountains, as we call it. And it was really exciting because when we first got married, you know, she, she's a nurse and she wanted to be part of a, of a large hospital, a large teaching hospital. So actually, uh, UVA Hospital is closer to her family's house than it was any other hospital in West Virginia. So she's like, hey, let's give it a shot. I want to apply for the job there. And she got it. And we were so excited because we were still close to family back home, but it allowed us this opportunity to live in an area that we'd been part of or felt like we were part of for a number of years. So when she got that job, you know, we moved down here and I looked for work and I found work. And sure enough, we were able to settle in this area. So, you know, we kind of progress a few years. We have a couple kids and we decided, you know, it was time to buy a house. And we said, you know, being originally from West Virginia, we're, we're used to traveling. So we'd have to travel to go, even simple things as going to the store. So we decided, hey, let's look for houses over in the valley because we love the mountains. We love how beautiful it is. We love the, the, the pace of it. And sure enough, we were lucky enough to find a home over here. And we've made this place home for about 15 years, and we couldn't be happier. Uh, that is, it's a, that's a great story. And, and I understand that completely from my perspective of moving here. Uh, you have an interesting background, and we were talking like – all recordings, there are a lot of before recordings and after recordings that people talk about that we want to incorporate. So I'm going to try to pull some of that out. Uh, you sort of have a dual career. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> at, at, at this moment. Tell us about your regular day job. But and you can, and I know that that's a passion for you. That's pretty amazing. But also what you're doing here in the Valley. Absolutely. So one of the things I first tell people is like, I would love to tell you about my day job and my night job because it really is quite unique. So I'm a career firefighter for uh, a department here in Virginia, and I do 24-hour shifts. So my full-time job is as a firefighter, and it, within that organization, we're what's known and as... And you a, can you can talk about the locality. It yeah. is okay. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a firefighter in Henrico County. Yes. So, um, and he lives here in the valley. Yeah, and I, li- and I still live here in the valley. So my, my drive to work 
Uh, it's not every day because it's a 24-hour shift. It's about an hour and a half. And people ask me all the time down at the station, why do you do that? And then I tell them my exact location where I live, and they immediately said, oh, okay, now I get it. Because there's so many people that I talk to that say, oh, I love that area. Uh, I have family up there, um, and we love to visit that area. They talk about the Appalachian Trail, the Blue Ridge Parkway, and just how beautiful the area that it is. So after I tell them that and I tell them my background, where I'm from, and then where I live, they're like, okay, now I get it. And what's so amazing about that is I've never minded the drive because it allows me to listen to music or, you know, podcast or audiobooks and kind of reset my mind before I get home. And then once I get home, there's such a, so much opportunity here. And, you know, I love my quote unquote real job, my, my full-time job, because I, I get to help people every day. Yes. And that's really yes. what drew my wife and I to the positions that we have, because we did medical mission work in Guatemala for a little bit, and we just kind of kept that rolling. And I decided, okay, how, how do I turn this into something I can do every day and obviously make money? And the fire department was the first thing that I thought of. So in, in doing that, it allows me a great amount of flexibility because I roughly work about 10 or 11 days a month, but you know, it, when I'm away, I'm away. So I, I really try to be present in, in when I think about being present, that means I'm, I'm fully invested like right now in this conversation right. or with uh, when I'm with my daughters at, at home or I'm at work. Um, being present is so important to me and in doing that in the Valley is really, I think for me is easy because I'm used to the mountains and I'm used to the people mm-hmm. and I'm used to the speed. So, and you know, when I'm talking about that it, in our schedule, it allows us to have the flexibility to start small businesses. And that's really, as it kind of progressed in a little bit of the background mm-hmm. of where this company that I started came from, um, it was always about timing because I was like, well, if I got a full-time job, but I'm trying to do some side, really, can I do it? Well, as a firefighter, when I'm off, I'm off all day. And right. it is absolutely amazing. And so I get to run this business, but then also enjoy the great things about the Valley recreationally or just relaxing. And it is so, it's so important for me. Yeah. Well, tell us about your business because you actually should be sitting in my chair and I should be sitting on the other side, <laughs> but you have a media business and, and a great story behind how all of that got started. Yeah. So it really was something that was a passion of ours. It was kind of a hobby. So about 20, 25 years ago, myself and two friends of ours, uh, two friends of mine, we were just kind of hanging out and my my friend had a townhouse and we all grew up in the Ohio Valley of West Virginia. So that's where OV3 comes from, myself and two friends. And we grew up along the Ohio River in the northern panhandle there where it's kind of in between Ohio and Pennsylvania. So we all grew up at different points geographically there, but we all had that same experience. Well, we all meet up when we're living in the same town and we, we love sports, we love music. And it just kind of started this process of, you know, how are we going to set up a home stereo? Uh, my one friend of mine has been playing music for almost 40 years now. So he was all the time tinkering with speakers and audio because he was playing his guitar all the time. Mm-hmm. So we started having friends over and just kind of a very relaxed nature. Well, questions started to be asked from other friends and other, other people. You know, hey, can you help me set up my stereo? Can you help me buy some speakers? Can you help me you know, fill in the blank? 
So it really became one of those things where we were just doing it, but it didn't didn't feel like work. And people would always come to us and we'd do it for free. Well, you fast forward many years, you know, our lives go the directions that they do. Uh, they're actually still in Ohio. I'm here in Virginia now. And during the pandemic, every, everything went virtual. And right. I remember right. my wife working from home a lot because she's now in an administrative position. And I walked into the room one day and I said, I didn't say it out loud, but I thought to myself, that sounds terrible. And to her, she's like, well, it's just, it's just the microphone. So I said, <laughs> I'm going to buy you a new mic and I'm going to buy you this. I'm going to buy you some headsets. I'm going to buy you a better camera. And she's like, fine, fine, cool. Well, it quickly was noticed, like her, her counterparts are like, wow, that, that sounds really clear. And then we just kind of kept going, uh, you know, some local churches and different people. And then kind of word got out of, of saying almost like a consulting sort of thing. And during, we actually started the business during the pandemic. So we're one of those stories where people say, what are you thinking? How, how, how are you right. starting a business when everything else is seemingly shutting down? And I said, well, it's all about being diverse yep. and figuring out how to make it work. Yes. And you had a perfect niche in that regard. Yes. So we were very much unbeknownst to us, kind of playing to the needs of the people around us. So we decided we were doing it a lot. And we said, well, why don't we just get paid for that? And it kind of started evolving very, very quickly where we decided just for fun, we were going to start a podcast about growing up in a small town, West Virginia. Well, you do some quick research. Well, there's tons of those. Okay, that's fine. And then, which then changed into, well, let's help other people do that. And that's really where this took off is people said, wow, I sound so much better. Or you answered a lot of questions because I didn't even know where to start asking. And that's Correct. really kind of where it started. Uh, our, our motto for our company is uh, because your story matters. And growing up in West Virginia, but then coming to the Shenandoah Valley, it was really important for us for people to be uh, heard. You always hear that phrase, I, I want you to be seen, I want you to be heard. And our thought was, well, we want you to sound your best when you're telling that story. Mm-hmm. And that's really where it really where it took off. Tell us about some of your clients, Josh. Uh, you were, again, off, you know, before we started the recording, you were talking about uh, a couple of your clients. Yeah. And that has got it, it must be very fulfilling to you to be able to see them expand in a way that they didn't know they could before. Yeah, and that's what's really fun. So we got a lot of things in production right now that that haven't gone, uh, haven't been published yet. So I don't want to get too much into oh, it, no but problem. I'll tell you the story about them. They um, they had a they had a, they had a story to tell, and what is important really when you see content creation, you know, time is money. So if you're really setting up yourself to create content, you just want to create it. All this backstory or, or all, all the legwork behind it can be very frustrating. So just in, in some basic marketing, people reach out to us and say, hey, this is what we want. Um, I don't want to spend the time on it. Can you help us? So then it became this where it was like, absolutely, because it was fun and easy for us, not for them. Now, once they got to telling the story and helping give direction, they, they were really excited because these are organizations that were that are helping the community. So not only are they telling their story, they're telling the story of the people and how they were helped by these organizations so that they could remain here and establish a life in the valley so they don't have to leave. 
you know, it's really exciting for me when I, when I see those sort of things, because to me and my family, the Valley is where not only are we on the edge of this great uh, renaissance of our downtown areas, but the whole Valley itself is on the verge. I I think of this economic boom when you see these economic development um, papers and you see what the governors are are saying about this area and the industries that are coming Mm -hmm. for us, it's to say, we're right here waiting to help you tell your story because we want you to kind of, to sound your best. And it really, our, our company changed a lot because we were, our intent was to kind of market to individuals um, because I had a, a great, I was part of a great meeting down at the old Virginia Metal Crafters building down at Commonwealth Crush. And it was a small business marketing yes. meeting. Yes. And In Waynesboro. Yes. And a beautiful, I, I remember when I first moved to Virginia and we, decided, hey, we're going to travel Route 250 instead of taking the interstate. Now, you can take 250 all the way from our house to my parents' house in West Virginia. I don't recommend it (laughs) if you get car sick, but it is an absolutely beautiful drive Mm because you're going through all these small towns. So we're coming through that backside there to Waynesboro, and I said, look at that building. Like, that looks amazing. So immediately I see the white sign on the road, so I look it up. And, And I, you know, years ago I thought, man, if we could just figure out how to use that building because I love that architecture. So when it started, I thought, oh, wow, this, this is happening and those businesses are starting to come back in there. And I remember telling them, I said, you know, in starting a small business for me, I didn't even know what I didn't know. But that big thing was that, that imposter syndrome of like, I have this hobby that I'm going to try to make into a business. And you flip that switch. I remember one of the most difficult things was people saying, the difference between saying I work for a media company versus I started a media company. Right. And people said, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, well, help me be successful. And that's yeah. that really, you know, that's what we're doing. That's a great segue in something that uh, you uh, worked with Becca and we have a wonderful story on our Shenandoah Valley living web website, but you talked about we're recording here in the Stanton innovation hub. And there is a great story that you have in that report about what it is meant to you. And I think it goes along with what you were just saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it was such a light bulb moment for me. And it was, you know, resources abound here in the Valley, but I didn't even know where to start looking for them. So I had this idea. I was running it out of the you know, spare room in the house and trying to make it happen. And, I'd taken my daughters to um, the theater right here beside of the hub and we parked and it was just sheer chance. And, and I want to believe in the way the universe works, I eventually would have found the hub, but that was perfect timing. So I parked, walked past it. And I looked up and I saw the sign. And I thought, well, this is amazing. So we're walking through here and the staff here, Amy is an absolute, the probably the biggest asset to our company that turned it into a hobby into we want to be legitimate. And she said, well, yeah, quick, I can, I can show you around here real fast. Mm-hmm. And we were walking around, and she was like, I've got one room I want to save till last. And as soon as she brought me in here into the recording studio, I was, I was hooked. And you knew it was the I, right place. I knew it was the right place at the right time. And it's all about uh, that idea of community. Not only do you have, I feel, this great sense of community here in the Valley, it's others helping people be successful. Uh, there was a book I recently read. It was called How to Listen. 
so I went on to the author's podcast, and I was I was there, and he was talking to one of the guests, and one of the biggest takeaways that I had from that was the quote, you cannot be what you cannot see. So you might have these amazing qualities and traits and in you that you don't see, but other people see those in you. And one of the things that I've seen very quickly in starting a business in the Valley is that there are an exhaustive amount of people that are here to make you successful and they want you to be successful. There, there, are, there are plenty of seats at the table, uh, or one of the, the, the owner here at the Hub, his big thing that Amy was telling me the other day was, a rising tide lifts all ships. Yes. And in the Valley, I've felt every single day when I have questions about things, I ask somebody, and then they point me in that right direction if they can't answer it. And it is such a wonderful story. And I, and I can't sing the praises enough of the State and Innovation Hub and uh, individuals like you all that are wanting to tell those stories and let people know what a great area this is. Uh, Josh, thanks for uh, doing a good job of explaining that. That is one of the missions that we're trying to share through this podcast is talking about the collaborative nature of the, the area, how you can live and work and play and serve here so easily. easily. And there are so many resources that people don't normally associate with a rural region, but yet we have all of that yeah. here. And that's what was so unique to me. Like in, in, in West Virginia, I, I tell people a lot, there's, the population is so small, therefore there are fewer schools. So when you play on a team, you're traveling all over the state. So you really have this idea of what the state is uh, and who the people are. You know, when I moved to Virginia, Initially, for a little while, we lived in Charlottesville, and it was mind-blowing to me to think, I have no idea at the time what's going on in Waynesboro. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely have no idea mm-hmm. what's going on in Northern Virginia, but it was such a difference because it was so unlike anything that I'd ever seen uh, growing up. So that was really what was what's important for us in this company was the access to resources. So if you wanted to take a, a, a guitar lesson or you wanted to record you had to go to Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. that's what you did. If we wanted to go to a, a mall shopping for Christmas, you know, you had to drive to Pittsburgh, and that's just the way it was, and we were fine with that. You know, I, my cousins and I have family that still live in Pittsburgh, so that was just where you went. So even when I moved here at, at 25, I thought, oh, my goodness, this is, this is amazing. How do we continue this on? And that was what was so exciting to see those access to resources, even in an area like this that is so unique compared to, say, the Tidewater or Northern Virginia. Hey, our assets are just as excellent here as anywhere else. And now we have another media company in the area, too, which is... (laughs) (laughs) Tell the stories. Yes, exactly. And, And, but... I do talk about that. When we are working with companies, they want to know that there is that business support mm-hmm. to accomplish what they are wanting to do, but also that there's a quality of life for their employees so that they can keep their employees. Correct. Yeah, and that's what's really important for us is what you've seen. You know, there was a lot of things that were difficult during the pandemic, but one of the things that was a positive was you know, setting yourself up for success and how, how much do you enjoy that job? Um, you know, my, my father retired from the company that he worked for for 40 years, oil and gas industry. 
and made a great living, raised, you know, myself and my sister, um, you know, provided for mm-hmm. you know, us and, and my mom. And it, it was fantastic. Uh, and it was a kind of a unique story because I came off of probation as a rookie firefighter the day that he retired from that company. So it was, it was, it was very unique of like continuing that work ethic mm-hmm. here. And, and it kind of all goes back to when we would drive, because one of the first things I remember about the state of Virginia was the, the Virginia is for lovers sign. And I, and I remember as a kid, you know, 10, 11 years old, thinking, wow, like traveling is a job? Like that, that's, a, that's an industry? I was like, how cool is that? And, and since then, I really feel like Virginia was an, an innovator in, in the tourism industry. Uh, West Virginia has picked up on that, you know, adding some yes, a yeah. national park. And I think that it, that is tremendous because people enjoy that. So when you are kind of branding yourself or figuring out, okay, what do I want to do in a career? Uh, making sure that work-life balance is key. And I think that was a big, uh, a positive thing that came out of the, out of the uh, pandemic and the Valley offers that. Yeah. Uh, Josh, I'm sure that you're passionate about your firefighting, you know, career. And I can imagine that this in your OV3 uh, media is a good outlet for you to, to express other um, opportunities for you. Where do you want to take it? Where do you want to go with what you're doing? So I remember my first initial experience in, in media or production was back in about 2000, 2001. So I worked for a small production company, kind of freelance, and I did everything from a ticket taker to an usher, you know, backstage, set up the stage. And I remember thinking, man, if I could just turn that into a career, but I didn't want to move to a big area. I didn't want to move uh-huh. to a New York or a California or, and I and just, I always had that in the back of my mind. So this has always been in the back of my mind of, well, maybe I could just do it myself. But now nah, I could never do that. You know, as a firefighter, you know, it allowed me that experience and a little bit of that self-confidence after talking to some of my coworkers who a lot of them have small businesses too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, landscaping, electricians, mm-hmm. you know, very skilled trades. And it's amazing. And that's when I decided, hey, I want to do it too. So, you know, one of the things that was so vital to our success was talking to marketing and small business owners here to be very intentional about where you want to take your business. You know, so we sat down and we, you know, came up with a a five-year plan about exactly what we want to do. And at the bottom line, like, we want to be a voice in the community. Not, we don't want to necessarily tell our story, but we want to be the, the company that provides the voice to maybe a, a demographic that doesn't have a voice, or we want to be the voice for the small businesses that are new to the area or to the people that move from outside of this area and don't know anybody to be connected. You know, there was a book that I recently read called The Infinite Game. And the theory behind that is that there are two types of games. There's a finite in an infinite game. So finite, just like a sport. There's winners, losers, there's rules. And, you know, some people just kind of want to get in, you know, corner the market, make money and get out. And that is not at all what our game is. Ours is the infinite game where it never ends. So some of our core values are, you know, creativity, collaboration, and innovation. And it's really important that we, one, I I think if we had to look at the top one, it's collaboration. So, we're not trying to be the 
the, the place where people come in and say, hey, I want to record there. Because when we get projects, as small as our company is, I've already told people, this is a major project that's going to entail a lot of videography. There's a guy at the end of the hall you should go talk to. And they're like, wait, what? You, that doesn't mean we're <laughs> going to sign with you. Job, yeah. yeah. I said, no, I want you to be the best. So I sent them down the hall and they'd come back and they'd say, oh my goodness, like you were right. Like if I have another person that needs audio, I'm going to send them to them. So we want to create an environment where uh, people talk about us without blinking an eye, where they say, hey, I know some guys that can handle that. And that's really kind of where we stand now. Um, you know, in, in, you know, long story short, you know, we still want to be doing this. We still want to be a business, obviously, but we want to be kind of an innovator in that we're going to use the technology and not be afraid of it. There's all this talk of AI and how it's going to change mm-hmm. and do things. What does that look like in the future? I have no idea. But one of the best quotes I heard was, you know, in the coming years, you want AI to work for you. You don't want to work for AI. So right. use those things and stay on top of them to continue to tell those stories because it is so important uh as connected as we may seem through social media, I am much more comfortable face-to-face like this. Mm-hmm. And if we can facilitate those conversations first through a podcast or creating content to do the in-person, that's really what our goal is. That's great, Josh. Uh, getting ready to wrap up. Anything else you want to put out there before I ask you oftentimes the hardest question oh. for people? <laughs> I, I, I tell people all the time, if, if you have any sort of reservations about starting a business, if you have an idea, if you're passionate about something, uh, just, just try it. Um, because you know, it is a learning process and I'm learning stuff every day. Is everything perfect? No. Is everything sound the best? No, but you can't make your 10th recording until you do the first one. And it's so important. You know, one of the things that we do as a company is that we are, we, we can license your music. So we are part of the American Society of Composers and Producers. So one of the things that we saw, we had a lot of friends back home that were recording music and putting on YouTube, had no rights to it whatsoever. Somebody could come in, pluck it right out of there. So we want to give you your, your name and your face. You get the, cre- the credit for that. So we are all the time telling people, just do it record that music, record that sound, and do that. And we're here to help you every step of the way. That's, that's great, Josh. Thank you. Yes. Sounds like a, a plenty of potential for you uh, to uh, long-term with this. I learned something today with Josh leaning over my shoulder and helping me set the soundboard today. So it's always a learning for, uh, environment for us as well. Okay. We'll wrap it up here, but our last question is, Describe your perfect day here in the Shenandoah Valley. Oh, so the Shenandoah Valley for me is, I think, one of those, I call it a four seasons region. So it doesn't matter what time of the year it is, there is always something here to do or be a part of. Uh, I have two daughters, and they are 13 and 11. They love to shop. Um, so I, I, I imagine, and we do this often, we just seem to get out, but especially this time of year, is we love to travel up and down Route 11 or 81. Yeah. And we often frequent uh, the boutiques, the shops, the coffee shops. My, my family and my wife's family have 
an amazing amount of creative individuals that grew up in Appalachia. So they, um, amazing in, in what they can do with their hands and the vision that they have. You know, they make folk toys. They made quilts. Their cooking was amazing. And I always think back to those grandparents, great-grandparents, great-aunts and uncles, and I just think if they were running a little shop. Uh, funny story, uh, my wife's grandmother, she produced all of these amazing dolls and quilts and lamps, and they were on display all the time at the homestead in the Greenbrier, and she just she just made them. Um, she actually had a store in Cass, West Virginia, there at where the railroad is, and it just came natural to her. She was like, well, I'll just paint and do things, and people pay me for them. So she's like, okay. That's a good gig. That's a great gig. You know, do what, do what you know. And it's such a, was such a powerful example for me of, you know, being comfortable with who you are, and just, it just comes easy. So, so my perfect day would be any time of the year, just to take a drive up and down the valley, all the way from, you know, down into Roanoke, all the way up into Winchester. And I think about all of those shops that are along the way mm-hmm. and all, all the time stopping and getting a great cup of coffee. Like, you know, I didn't realize the, you know, the, the wineries, breweries and coffee shops that are coming to the valley that are locally owned, um, I just want to go through the whole valley and just, and just try them all, uh, get something to eat. Uh, because they, what, what we have to offer here, the, the, the people and the places that make it up are so diverse and they're so creative that it's absolutely amazing to see that it's right here in our backyard. You, know, you don't have to travel anywhere else to get a great cup of coffee, a good glass of wine, or the creative mindset of people who are running all of these shops and I want to support them, and I want to be able to uh, give them a voice. Um, and even if they don't use our company, I'm going to use the funds that I've got from my company to keep their business going. So, and that is, we were just over at the uh, the Valley Market, I, I think, over there, uh, right off of Route 11, the Valley Pike. And mm-hmm. um, every year, it's just more and more and more people are in there, and it's so exciting to see how much these businesses are growing. So I guess, uh, long story short, just a nice, easy stroll up and down round 11 and just visit and have conversations with people about how excited they are to be here and the services and the products that they offer. Thank you, Josh. Yes, it makes me want to go back to the office that route uh, right now. Yes. Really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. You all have been an amazing example and such a help to me that this was, I've been looking forward to this for a while because uh, I think your help is is something that is so exciting to me. And I I can't tell you all how much I appreciate what you've done for me in in the last couple months. Well, I can tell you that you're welcome. And I love to see the passion for your media company because I'm sure you share the same passion, you know, in your firefighting ability. You have to have that to do what you do there. And I greatly admire that. But it's great to hear your story about OB3 Media. And thank you for sharing it with us today. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. This podcast has been brought to you by the Shenandoah Valley Partnership. Thanks for listening.